0: In this episode, I sit down with Eileen Kenny, the founder of hoof to talk about how a single mother starts a worldwide brand. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps, Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about how to take the idea that's in your head, that thing that you've always felt like this should exist, but just never quite found it on the market, and actually make it yourself. And to do that, I'm speaking with Eileen Kenny. Eileen is the founder of Hoofits, which is, um, just do yourself a favor. When you get back in front of a computer, do a quick Google search. Uh, It's H-O-O-F-I-T-Z. They're super unique. Like they are really, really interesting. They're, They're kind of like rain boots with a horse tail on it and a horse face. And there's like a... I I don't even know what that is. (laughs) There's like a hoof print on the bottom. Like it's such a unique brand and and idea that there's nothing else like it, quite frankly. And, and I think that is the secret to its success so far, but I will let Eileen share that part of the story. So without further ado, Eileen, how are you doing?
1: Hi, good morning, Greg. Thank you so much. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited for this conversation. Um, so there are a lot of my listeners that have an idea for something, mm-hmm. but don't have the time for that thing, mm-hmm. um, which I'm assuming is something you have a lot of experience with. So let's, let's start with, with this. Where did you find the time to create this product, to, to build this brand and get it actually manufactured and made?
1: That's a great question, Greg. Um, there is no time. You never find the time. So you just do it. Um, when I got into this uh, product building, I did horses for many, many years. And I always had a passion for horses, mm. and it started when I was a little kid. Uh, with my friends, we used to gallop around and jump over sticks and stuff and pretend we were horses. And, and it was fun in our imagination soared. So the irony is, all these years later in life, um, I was walking, you know, I, I competed and trained and, and worked with horses for many, many years. And I was walking along and saw their hoof prints on the ground and my prints, and I thought that'd be really fun to make a hoof print on my shoe, and I could leave hoof prints. And it reminded me of when I was a little kid running around, and I thought, yeah, that's really inspiring. So I'd brought this up with some friends of mine, and they said, you know, you you should do it. Um, And so we partnered up, and they put up the capital, and I just started. I've never had a business class in my Mm -hmm. life. I don't know how the hell to make a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) So... So I was like, yeah, this is great. So, so where you find the time is the inspiration. Mm. And like you said, no one's done this before. And I was actually surprised no one had done it before. I mean, they do everything else. So, right. so I, I'm not reinventing the wheel, but I'm improving the boot or the rain boot yeah. or the shoe or anything like that. So... And consequently, through this whole process, you know what, we have more animals coming down the pipeline. We're going to do a lion next with a lion print and, and and a mane around the top. We're mm-hmm. going to do the Chinese Zodiacs with, you know, the pig and the band and all that mm-hmm. for every year. And we're going to do a dragon. So it's a lot of fun. And it's it's the more you do it and del- delve into it, the more you'll find more inspiration to keep going. Mm-hmm. And you have to like it. You have to like what you do. Um, I've loved horses my whole life. So for me, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. And to... It also satisfies the creative side of me because I do like to draw and I went to art school for a little while. And um, so it, it, it inspires me in that way as well. And so to answer your question, where do you find the time? You know, it's the same thing as being a single mom, which I am. You know, I look back and I don't know how the heck I did half the <laughs> stuff I did, but you don't get a vote, you just yeah. do it. So you're, when you're in it doing it, and if it's driving you, you keep going. Yeah. And again, like I advise everyone, you have to choose something you like. Otherwise, you're going to resent it and yeah. you're going to quit.
0: So what were you doing before Hoofitz?
1: So before Hoofits, I um, uh, come from a, a family of, I'm a baby of six. I grew up on a mountain in Pennsylvania like the Waltons. I mean, in the middle of nowhere, coal mining <laughs> town. We had no money. It was, it was, it was pretty, uh, you know, Irish Catholic family. So I wanted to get out of there and see the world. You know, I knew there was more out there. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I could, I got out and traveled. I went to school. I did horses for a while, went to school, got into modeling and did acting and went to New York and LA and did that for a while and then got back into the horses again because it was my other passion. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for most of my adult life, um, about 18 years or so, professionally. Mm -hmm. So I managed a bunch of facilities up and down the East Coast and, um, you know, I trained horses, competed Mm -hmm. successfully um, and and quite, quite a bit. Uh, And I, you know, bred horses, I sold them, a lot of young horses that I trained, I sold to the Olympic riders, and they went on with them. My, because I had no money, and I'm a single mom, and my kid was little, I would get horses that were either very young, so I'd buy them cheap and then sit, you know, sit on them and, and train them and then sell them. Or I'd get horses that were deemed really dangerous and unrideable. Mm-hmm. And people wanted to euthanize them. You know, they're going to put them down. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that horse from you for a yeah. dollar. And they're like, take it, please. <laughs> so I'd, I'd train it, in, you know, horse whisperer way. And then a year later, I'd sell it for like 40000 So it's wow. called pin hooking. And so that's how I made my career and my money. That's but the thing about horses is, you know, they don't take vacations. They don't get Christmas off. 24 7 365 so if it's sleeting outside in the middle of the night you're out there taking care of them Mm -hmm. and it i got burnt out after years and years i mean i'd done as much as i could and i've been successful as much as i wanted got everything out of it and then when this idea came up i pursued this Mm -hmm. and it was out of my wheelhouse and completely foreign to me but after now it's coming on seven years from concept to design to flying to china and getting ripped off so many times and, <laughs> 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 um, it's, I have a, a very healthy respect for products on the shelf yeah. now because you have no idea you go to Walmart or buy something off the shelf. You have no idea right. who came up with that, what they went through to get it there, all the sweat equity mm-hmm. they put into it. It's amazing. And I feel like I have a master's degree now and,
0: and <laughs> but I didn't go to
1: college. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's the fastest way
0: to gain one. Yes. Um, okay. So quick side question here mm-hmm. and, and then we'll get back to, uh, the business because, this is just purely out of my curiosity, so I have zero experience with horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I've maybe been close to a horse twice in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up upstate New York, though, and so there a lot of my friends were very into horses, mm-hmm. like very, very like in love. Mm-hmm what is it about this animal that creates that kind of connection because it i find that the people who love horses really love horses
1: it is you are in it's in your blood it's 100 million percent and the thing about them is they're such sentient beings mm. they're very very smart they have a great memory i mean you know people think dogs are smart these mm-hmm. these animals are amazingly smart and so forgiving and i look back now some of the things we do to them and they allow us to do it blows me away yeah um, they're very trainable. And what's interesting, and in, 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 uh, to get to the point of your question, is they, compared to humans, are, are 100% different. So humans, we like reward. We like, um, you know, uh, accolades. We like that. We like to be built up like that. Mm-hmm. Horses don't. They want, they want safety. They want security. They don't care if, you know, you have a biscuit or something for mm-hmm. them, like a dog. They, um, they are very wise and patient so what they want is, um, you know, safety and security, and and to be with the herd. They're they're yeah. you know, social animals. Um, so when you're training them, you know, uh, pressure and the release of pressure, reward them for what they did right, and and take the pressure off. And it's a, they're very simple beings. So it's very cl- there's a lot of clarity, mm-hmm. and it's simple, and they're they're just very Got it. affectionate as well. And they know you. They know your voice. They know you right. your, who you are. They'll they'll talk to you and they they have a lot of signals, their ears, their eyes, they're they're very expressive. So when you could read that, and you know, for example, they they use them for incarcerated people now to help train them psychologically and and kids in trouble, you know they'll have them work with horses because horses yeah. are great teachers. So that that's kind of why you once you get to know that part right. of the horse,
0: you're just you like sort you're of sold. fall in love yeah. with the entire thing and then space. you
1: kind of don't like people anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, some people just don't like people, period. Yeah. And the thing uh-huh. is,
1: you know, those horses that I would retrain, mm-hmm. it wasn't their fault. It was right. people's yeah. fault. Yeah. So when you train the horse, then you have to train the people and yeah. that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So I want to keep this conversation going, but let me take a moment to tell you about my absolute favorite pair. Of glasses. You've probably seen them if you follow me over on Instagram, but they're these sleek tortoise shell frames that fit perfectly on my face. They're slightly round in the um, eye hole area. Is that what it's called? Eye holes? Anyway, I love them. And the best part, they were $95. Yeah, you really can't get much better than that. That's why today's sponsor is Warby Parker. Orby Parker was created with a simple mission to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. And they've accomplished that goal with glasses starting as low as $95 including the lenses by the way. I'm still constantly shocked at how often people ask me where I got my glasses. They just look that good. And I don't just look good in my glasses. I get to feel good too. That's because Warby Parker partners with nonprofits to make sure that every pair of glasses they sell results in a pair donated to someone who really needs it. So if you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, here's what you need to do head over to www.warbyparker.com slash tinyleaps right now and check out their free home try-on program. You'll get to order five frames of your choice, have them shipped to your house, try them on for five days, and then send them back 100% free. They even cover shipping with a prepaid label. There's no obligation to buy. So head over to www.warbyparker.com slash tiny leaps right now and give it a shot. That's www.warbyparker.com slash tiny leaps. So tell me about the first step. So you, you have this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your your friends come around you and say you should do this. What next?
1: So So... I have a bunch of ideas. And so we talked about this one. I was training a horse for these people and um, very good friends of mine. And they were retired IBM executives and they said, you should do this. We will help you put up the capital and and you should do it. And I was like, okay. So that was the first step. Uh So here's some advice to all you entrepreneurs out there. When people say it's going to take this much money, quadruple that immediately right (laughs) off the bat. Just period. Don't even ask a question. Just immediately put that down on paper, quadruple it. Because it's going to cost you a hell of a lot more than people say. Uh, same with time. When they say, okay, it's going to take this amount of time. Okay, quadruple that because <laughs> yes. it's going to take a long time. And then uh, so so those were the first steps um, that I learned. And mm-hmm. so so then it's like, okay, well, how do you make a boot? Well, what kind of boot? Is it a mm-hmm. rain boot? You know, the, the difference in our product is most rain boots today, they're made of rubber. And to make a rubber boot, you take pieces of rubber and you put them together and you glue it. Okay, that's fine. But when the rubber gets older and the seams start to split, and the glue starts to split, mm-hmm. it's going to leak, so you're not going to have a waterproof boot. And when you move, um, the rubber cracks and dries right. out. So that's going to leak too. So we wanted PVC injection, which is a one PVC lightweight mm-hmm. product, one mold, so there's no cracks or seams, mm-hmm. and the PVC is lighter than rubber, so your feet don't sweat as much. Right. So there's just, uh, and it's, it's a win-win situation.
0: Yeah. And so then I have to ask, mm-hmm. Did you just learn that through experience? Like, did you make a different version of the boot that did crack, and you're like, "Oh, how do I?" Solve oh my gosh! This so or- the first
1: thing I did was like, "All right, well, do we want to make a clog or a boot?" Like, I, uh-huh. I you know, I saw the horse prints, I saw my print, and I thought that would be really cool. So I, I took a Dremel, and I Dremeled out the bottom of a clog that I had to see <laughs> what it would look like. I was yeah. like patting on the ground. I was like, "Okay, that's, that'll work." That's pretty cool. That was step one <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> that is
0: very um And then
1: uh, yeah, and then from there, let's what about a boot? What about a rain boot? Yeah. For kids and what about putting a tail on it? And then I bought a boot at like Walmart and I painted a face on. It. I was like, that's cool. And I stuck like a paper clip on the back with it. I was mm-hmm. like, that's it, that's cool. So we started from that and then put the handles on for ears for kids to pull up. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of built from there and then we started calling around companies, injection companies, you know, plastic companies, how do you make this? How do you get a mold done? Called up, you know, boot companies and just talk to whoever I could.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's, it's very much a process of just asking a question and finding the answer to it.
1: The best thing you can do is just problem solve. Yeah. Just solve the problem, figure it out and don't stop because it's, again, for me, I thought it was cool as it, I'll get out and mm-hmm. no one's done it. So how do we make it? Well, yeah. and you have free reign, you can make whatever you want.
0: So did you, um, did you do much like market research or like yes. talk to anybody? So
1: again, you know, ugh, I don't have any business experience. I yeah. never took a business class. So I had to learn all those speed bumps along the way too. <laughs> so, you know, to get investors or to have a product, you know, mm-hmm. you have to research. Is it already trademarked or, you know, copyrighted or, mm-hmm. you know, can you even make it? Is it already done? Are you stealing property? So we did that search. Then we you know, we had to find out you know, how to get it done, how to make a mold, who makes mm-hmm. molds. I went to Italy and we had the molds done there. Um, so it afforded me to go out and travel as well and see a lot and That's learn cool. a lot about the world, which is great. Um, my first trip to China, it was like landing on Mars. That was a culture <laughs> shock. <laughs> so I have a lot of good stories about that too. That's another podcast. But anyway, um, so you kind of just Figure it out as you go. Step one, step two. But yeah, the market research is a you know, is it a viable product? Is, mm-hmm. it, is there a proof of concept? No one's going to invest in you if there's not. Yeah. So all these steps along the way that I had never heard about. I mean, I'm from the middle of nowhere. I grew mm. up on a mountain. You know, I don't know any of this stuff. So, right. so it brought me full circle to um, learning to build a business and yeah. build a product. And you know, like I said, it's not like like software or IT, which is so popular now. You know, it's not. To, that's not really tangible, mm-hmm. but it's huge money business now. So this is a tangible product. There's not a lot of investment in actual, um, you know, products on the market. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, manufacturing. Um, again, then the, or rather, I guess then the next question, a lot of the listeners might have mm-hmm. is, okay, so I have this idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a general idea of how I can make it and get it out into the world. How do I find that first customer? Like, how do I actually get to to pay me for this? Like, what was your approach to that? So
1: I would suggest as they say on shark tank, um, there's, you know, a lot of the shark tankers have written books. So Lori Grenier, she, she said that, you know, get out there, make a, pr- a prototype and show it to some people mm. and say, what do you think about this? Would you buy this? And what price would you buy it for? What do you think of the color? What would you change about it? Mm-hmm. You know, just find out, get information, get feedback mm-hmm. and see if it's a viable product. First yeah. of all, proof of concept. If people like it and they're like, "You know what? I would buy that." What would you buy it for? And I wouldn't buy it for that, but I would buy it for this. Well, that gives you a range of right, you know, yeah. and then you could, you know, reverse engineer it to your cost and figure out if you can make it yeah, work or not. Yeah, how do you work from that? Yeah. Out. So again, just, you know, start thinking and mm-hmm. solving the product, you know, the problems.
0: Was that something that that like you did in your process? Like did you get out on the street and like hold up a horse boot to somebody. Well, it was tricky
1: because it's never been done before and, right. and I had to patent it. So we patented it globally in China and, mm-hmm. and Europe and the US. And so be careful who you show it to because you don't right. want somebody to take it either. So that's a tricky slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So we did as much as we could as far as getting and you know, one advantage was since this is our flagship product, it's the horse mm-hmm. and me being in the horse industry. You know, I could talk to, uh, to any of the horse people and get, a, get feedback, which is great. Yeah. So, our marketing concept was that we would start in the horse industry and then expand to the you know, normal boot wearing public. So, there's no reason why, you know, women on the streets of New York shouldn't be wearing these. Right. And kids jumping around in puddles in New York.
0: Is there, a, just out of curiosity, is there a snow boot?
1: No. Okay. No. Because we can. I mean, that's, you know, that would be the 2.0. No, yeah. You would just, ins- you know, put insulating in.
0: Right, it. yeah. So. Um, okay. So, You're a fan of Shark Tank then, I assume?
1: I tried to get these on Shark Tank twice, hello, and uh, got to the last round and they never chose me for whatever reason.
0: Well, I've heard uh, Mark is an avid listener, so hopefully he'll... uh... Hi,
1: Mark. (laughs)
0: Um, Well, funny you
1: should bring that up because at this point, and again, I'm just one person, you Mm. know, brought this as far as it could go. You know, we had distribution. I did all the trade shows. I got the feedback. People love it. It's sold immensely. And, you know, kids love it, and they, they break up. Yeah, they're, When you put them on a kid and they see them, they, they light up like fireflies. They just have a blast, and it's interactive. It keeps them active, you know, with obesity today and stuff. Mm-hmm. Get them off their smartphones, get them out jumping around. It's a lot of fun. Um, so what I'm looking for is the next level. I want uh, a, a company or an investor or a partner to come and bring this to the next level. I want it distributed globally. There's no reason why any person, color, gender, race should not be wearing these. Yeah. If you're going to wear rain boots, might as well have fun, right? Right. Yeah. So we make it for women. Uh, they're, they're much more of a nice design, more Gucci type with prints. Um, you can wear them with or without the tail. Mm-hmm. And so we also have the pipeline of the other animals coming down the road. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's a turnkey operation ready to go. I have two factories in China that can do it tomorrow. They can start, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I want somebody to take this to the next level, so... And I think it's a great thing. It's a positive thing. It brings joy to people. It doesn't yeah. hurt anybody.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's almost like embracing like the inner child in you, right? Yeah. It's, it's reconnecting with that inner that- kid who loved animals and like got excited by paw prints in the, like when they saw them outside and just like loved being outdoors and playing yeah right? and
1: jumping around and, and you leave prints and you could pretend you're a horse and kids mm-hmm. love it. They just do. And it, it, it brings you back to your childhood and the joy, the pure joy. Cause yeah. it's hard being an adult. You know that it's kind of, we mm-hmm. get beat down a lot, but this brings some of that back and it's fun.
0: Yeah. So how, um, as we, we start to wrap up here, how important do you think it is for someone to, uh, Like, yes, you need to be passionate about the the product that you're Mm -hmm. putting out and the the industry and so on and so forth. But the harder part, because I actually find it's easy to find something you're passionate about. It's difficult to find something you're passionate about that is also marketable and is Mm -hmm. also profitable and Mm -hmm. people are interested in. How would you think if you had to do it all over again? How would you think about answering that question of, hey, I love this idea. I'm super pumped about it. But is anyone else going to care?
1: So that's a personal question, and mm-hmm. that's something you have to answer for yourself. I knew that I loved the animals. I loved the horses. I knew that this was a product that was never done before, and I just had to figure out how to make it happen, yeah. how to bring it to reality from an idea in my head, and that's what kept me going. And honestly, if someone had said, you know, at the beginning, now knowing what you know now, and when you started, would you have done it? I probably would have said no. No, of it's course not. It's hard as hell. Of it, course
0: it, it, not. It was a horrible experience.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've learned so much and it afforded me a lot and it changed me as a person. I mean, it really shows you what you're made of because there were days, I'm telling you, I Mm -hmm. just wanted to go hide on an island somewhere and never be (laughs) seen again. You know, just, it was awful, but you know, you persevere and you kind of have to, you're forced to, and as anyone knows, and I'm giving you advice, entrepreneurs out there, get ready, grab a belt loop because man, you're going to go through hell.
0: Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. So for those people that are in it right now, mm-hmm. what's your message from the other side?
1: You can't stop. You can't let yourself down. Yeah. If you believe in this and it's not going to hurt people and it's going to be something inspiring and help people, you can't stop. There's no way in hell. Yeah. You can I take a that. break. You can reevaluate. You can step back for a second and observe and try to figure it out. Again, you got to solve the problem. Find the way. There is a way. I swear to you all my life, there is a way. Yeah. And you, it's up to you to figure it out. Yeah. And that's it. Whether it takes more time, money, people, there's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can't give up because you'll never live with yourself.
0: Absolutely love it. So,
1: so go th- for it. And I say giddy up, do it. Yeah. And if you need <laughs> help, great. call me. I'd be happy to help you.
0: That's, that's perfect. Where can people connect with you?
1: So um, hoofhits.com mm-hmm. is where you can find the boots. H-O-O-F-I-T-Z. F for fun. <laughs> and it ends in a Z because you're hoofing it. Giddy up. <laughs> and look Hope out for more animals coming down the pipe. And uh, you can find me at kenysport at gmail dot com. That's my email. So
0: Kenny Sport at KennySport,
1: gmail. Kenny K N N E Y. Perfect. S-P-R-T. And this
0: will all be in the episode description as well. So I just want to say thank you. Thank, thank you for, you for, for coming on me. and sharing uh, the journey of bringing this to to market because that is not easy at all. It is not like, easy. It is super challenging. But you know
1: what? If I can do it, anybody yeah. could do it because I didn't know hell and high water about any of this mm. before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which those people make the best entrepreneurs. So, so I'm really excited for where this is going to go and where you're going to take it because it's built on something you're passionate about. And it's something that you just had to figure out along the way. And, right. and that's going to teach you way more than if you just knew it. And
1: it's true. And they say invest in the jockey, not the horse. Yeah. So invest in yourself. This has invested so much in me as a person. And I'll never be able to go back to the old person. Yeah. And I hope that whoever's watching this will invest in me as well love it. and see the next level and get this out to the world.
0: Absolutely. Love thank it. you, Greg. Thank you. And for those of you listening, I want to say thank you for spending some time with us and for choosing to uh, pursue your own goals and your own dreams. And, and take her advice, quite honestly. Like it is not easy, but you cannot stop. You've got to keep going With that said, be sure to click subscribe wherever you are consuming this. I've been Greg Clunas, and as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. (laughs)